Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Saturday, December 30th. Today we delve into how India plans to navigate electric vehicles by 2024 and the expansion of Shield AI's massive Series F with an additional $300 million in equity and debt, scaling their valuation to $2.8 by dollars. Plus, we'll discuss India's move to block crypto exchanges like Binance and Kraken and GitHub's general availability of Copilot chat, allowing developers to ask questions about code. This coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Technology Station. Please enjoy today's selection of technology news. India, a major player in the global automotive industry, has been making strides in transitioning to alternative fuels. The year 2024 is set to be pivotal as the country faces challenges in providing growth capital to late-stage startups and attracting foreign EV manufacturers like Tesla. Celeste, can you give us some insight into how EVs fared in India in 2023? Certainly, James. In 2023, India sold almost 24 million vehicles, including commercial and personal four-, three-, and two-wheelers. Of these, more than 1.5 million were EVs, capturing 6.35% of the total base. This represents a growth of nearly 47% from the 1.03 million EVs sold in 2022. However, this growth rate is lower than the previous two years, which saw growth rates of over 209% in 2022 and 166% in 2021. That's a significant growth, but why was there a dip in the sales of EVs in 2023? One of the reasons for the dip in EV sales was the cut in subsidies given to two-wheeler customers through the FAME2 incentive scheme. This resulted in a drop of over 56% in the monthly sales of electric two-wheelers in the country. This sudden drop has arguably impacted the country's overall EV market, as India is predominantly a two-wheeler market and has limited manufacturers in the electric car segment. Interesting. How did the market react to this cut in subsidies? Ravneet S. Fokla, chief business officer of electric two-wheeler startup Ather Energy, mentioned that the market took a hit for about three months due to the FAME 2 update. However, it has rebounded to pre-subsidy change levels as of October. He also noted that the subsidy update has caused consolidation and sudden exits of many small-scale electric two-wheeler brands. What about the impact of these changes on the larger players in the market? Fokela mentioned that the top four players, namely Ola, TVS Motor, Ather Energy, and Bajaj, which combined had around 26 to 27% share about nine months ago, currently capture about 80% of the total electric two-wheeler market. Ather Energy sold an average of about 80,000 to 85,000 units this year and expects a similar sales figure for 2024. What are the expectations for the future of EVs in India? EV manufacturers have urged the government to continue offering subsidies to let the market sustain its growth and expand further to meet the country's electrification target of 30% EV penetration by 2030. They have also requested the government to provide predictability in its policies to avoid abrupt changes that could impact their financial and business planning. The Indian government has also offered a $3.11 billion production-linked incentive scheme to attract investments and push domestic manufacturing of automobile and auto components in the country. What are some of the trends we can expect to see in the Indian EV market in 2024? Fokila predicts that premiumization will continue to be a notable consumer trend in the Indian electric two-wheeler market. The trend of premium models coming to the market will continue in 2024. Additionally, the electric two-wheeler market has seen growing sales from Tier 2 and Tier 3 towns. For Ather Energy, only 43% of its sales came from Tier 1 cities. 
while 57% was from Tier 2 and Tier 3 towns. The startup is now expanding its distribution to get even higher sales. What about the commercial use of EVs in India? Investors are bullish on the growth of commercial use cases. Kunal Qatar, founder and general partner at Indian VC fund Advantage Founders, believes that the majority of the traction will come from B2B use cases in the next two to three years. He also mentioned that the B2B segment will be 100% electric in India in the next two to three years, irrespective of whether subsidies and other incentives would be available. And how has the capital flow been in the market? Equity investments in India's electric vehicle market decreased by 52% from $2.1 billion in 2022 to $1 billion in 2023. However, investors are optimistic about the capital flow growth in 2024, but cautious about muted numbers, particularly in the consumer segment, due to fame two changes and lack of clarity on subsidy extension. What can we expect in the near future for the Indian EV market? While India is still a nascent market for EVs, global EV companies, including Tesla and VinFast, are looking to enter the Indian market in the coming months. The Indian government is developing a new EV policy to attract foreign car makers to foray into the market, alongside supporting domestic players to expand the country's electric car base. Incumbents, including India's top car maker Maruti Suzuki, are also closely observing the ongoing moves by international players to look for the right time to enter the market. It's clear that the Indian EV market is poised for significant growth and transformation in the coming years. And in a similar vein of technological advancement, defense tech startup Shield AI has recently expanded its latest funding round with an additional $300 million in equity and debt bringing its total Series F to a staggering $500 million. Celeste, could you provide us with some context on this? Absolutely, James. The additional funding includes $100 million in new equity raised at the Series F price and $200 million in debt provided by Hercules Capital. This comes on top of the $200 million in equity that Shield AI closed back in November. The company's valuation now stands at $2.8 billion, up from $2.7 billion in November. That's quite an impressive valuation. Now, Shield AI is known for its work in developing an AI pilot to transform aircraft into autonomous systems. Can you tell us more about this? Certainly. Shield AI's flagship product, known as HiveMind, is designed to allow teams of aircraft to operate independently of remote operators, communications, or GPS. Shield AI's CEO and co-founder, Ryan Seng, has stated that AI pilots are becoming a strategic deterrent on par with aircraft carriers and guided missile submarines. He also highlighted that this is the first strategic deterrent that is software-defined, the development made possible by recent advances in AI and compute power. That's a fascinating shift for aerospace and defense. How does this tie into Shield AI's recent product launch, the VBAT Teams? VBAT Teams is a software product that works in conjunction with HiveMind. It enables teams of VBAT drones to execute missions autonomously and in coordination. This is a significant step towards realizing the potential of AI-piloted systems in defense strategy. Incorporating AI pilots into the Department of Defense's force structure has been described as difficult and murky. What are the challenges here? The co-founder of Shield AI, Brandon Seng, recently testified before the U.S. Senate, emphasizing the importance of AI-piloted systems to the country's overall deterrent strategy. However, he also pointed out that the integration of AI pilots into the DOD's force structure has been challenging. He stressed the need for the DOD to change its approach to building its future force, focusing on game-changing technological assets rather than traditional methods. He warned that failing to adopt AI pilots quickly enough could lead to failure. That's a sobering thought. 
it's clear that the stakes are high in this field, and Shield AI's recent funding success suggests that investors see the potential in their approach. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. In a shift from defense tech to cryptocurrency, the Financial Intelligence Unit, an Indian government agency, has declared that nine global crypto exchanges are operating illegally in the country. These exchanges, which include Binance, Kraken, KuCoin, and Mexc, are said to be in violation of local anti-money laundering laws. Celeste, could you give us some more details about this? Certainly, James. The FIU has issued show-cause notices to all nine firms, stating that these global crypto exchanges are required to comply with India's anti-money laundering rules. This applies even if they don't have a physical presence in the country. The agency has noted that several offshore entities, despite catering to a substantial part of Indian users, have not registered under the anti-money laundering and counterfinancing of terrorism framework. When did cryptocurrencies come under the purview of these anti-money laundering and counterfinancing of terrorism laws in India? Cryptocurrencies were brought into this framework in India in March this year. Since then, 31 crypto firms have registered with the FIU. However, many Indian traders have switched to global cryptocurrency platforms in recent quarters, seemingly in an attempt to evade taxes. India began taxing virtual currencies last year, levying a 30% tax on the gains and a 1% deduction on each crypto transaction. Interesting. How do the practices of these global platforms compare to those of India-based crypto exchanges? India-based crypto exchanges, such as CoinSwitch Kuber, CoinDCX, and WazirX, require rigorous know-your-customer verifications before onboarding new users. This hasn't been the case with many global platforms. In fact, trading volume on WazirX has dropped by a staggering 97% in two years, partly because many traders have moved to global apps. Other exchanges found to be violating India's law include Huobi, Gate.io, Bittrex, Bitstamp, and Bitfinex. What has been the response from the crypto industry to this move by the FIU? Sumit Gupta, co-founder and chief executive of CoinDCX, has said that most Indian crypto exchanges are FIU-registered entities and adhere to the Prevention of Money Laundering Act. He believes that the FIU's recent directive to offshore virtual digital asset service providers will help mitigate risks and create a secure ecosystem. However, Binance founder Changpeng CZ, Zhao has previously expressed reluctance to expand in India due to the country's less-than-crypto-friendly environment. It'll be interesting to see how this situation evolves and what impact it will have on the crypto industry in India. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. In the realm of programming, GitHub has launched Copilot Chat, a programming-centric chatbot, in general availability for all users. This chatbot is now available in the sidebar in Microsoft's IDEs, Visual Studio Code, and Visual Studio. Can you tell us more about this, Celeste? Sure, James. Copilot Chat is powered by GPT-4, OpenAI's flagship generative AI model, which has been fine-tuned specifically for development scenarios. Developers can use natural language to prompt Copilot Chat for real-time guidance, such as explaining concepts, detecting vulnerabilities, or writing unit tests. It's worth noting that this AI model was trained on publicly available data, some of which is copyrighted or under a restrictive license. This has led to some controversy and legal action from coders who allege open source licensing and IP violations. Interesting. So how does GitHub address these concerns of copyright infringement? GitHub suggests that codebase owners make their repositories private to prevent them from being included in future training sets. However, this suggestion might not sit well with all codebase owners, as there are many reasons for keeping copyrighted code public, such as crowdsourcing for bug hunting. I see. Now, what about the issue of AI models hallucinating or making up facts, which could be problematic in coding? That's a valid concern, James. 
A recent Stanford study found that developers who use AI assistants tend to produce code that's less secure, partly because the AI assistants introduce buggy or deprecated code snippets. However, GitHub's VP of Product Management, Shuyin Zhao, has said that GPT-4 performs better against hallucinations compared to older models. GitHub has also implemented features like filters for insecure code patterns, which notify users of vulnerabilities. But Zhao emphasizes the importance of close human review of any AI-suggested code. That's reassuring. But I understand GitHub's Copilot has competition. Can you tell us more about that? Absolutely, James. Amazon's Code Whisperer is perhaps Copilot's best resourced rival. Amazon has made Code Whisperer free of charge to developers and continues to upgrade its features. Other competitors include startups like Magic, Tab9, CodeGen, and Laredo, as well as open source models like Meta's Code Llama and Hugging Face's StarCoder. It's clear that the AI assisted coding space is heating up. And as GitHub's Copilot evolves to stay competitive, we'll continue to bring you the latest updates. All right, that wraps up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Current Radio. We'll see you back here tomorrow.